There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we made it to Tuesday, as Lori says, the most productive day of the week. It is cloudy out there, a little rainy, but we're going to bring some sunshine to your day here. Lori and Julie are here for the next three hours to have some fun and talk about one of Lori's favorites, Mick Jagger, That's right? That's right. It is happy birthday. Happy, happy 79th birthday to Sir Mick Jagger. I could always have Mick be my boyfriend because he was younger than my dad. That was my fantasy age range. They had to be... A year or two younger than my dad. And then when I got married to a man with children, then once they got to be older, then they had to be a year older than the boy. So my fantasy age range now is 37 to 79. Mick is just right in there. Wow. What would happen? All right. Let's, my just, dad is let's play this out now. Okay. okay so <laughs> let's play this one the out because you opened range. it up. Okay? okay. So here you are. You're in Paris. At the end of the summer, for some reason, you see Mick at a oh cafe God. sitting alone, and oh you're my, alone. Oh, my goodness. I, and he proposes, he uh, makes a offer. No, because A, I'm too old for him. B, right. I don't have the body of a ballerina. Would you go up to him and say hi? Oh, yes, I'd have to. And Would, I'd have to pretend I didn't know who he was and that I... Um, <laughs> is like that. this chair open? I think you'd be delighted to meet me. I, I can see you flipping your legs over each other. Oh, anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I can't... Totally do oh, no, this yes. is a dare to find him while you're in Paris. He's touring in Europe. No, right? he just said goodbye to Vienna last night. Did he send a picture out? Because... Oh, yes, of course. Everywhere the Twin Cities. Uh-huh. But uh, thank you, Grant, for posting... Um, you know, from the 60s, yeah, some all cool of picks. his many, many looks. And remember when we saw him at TCF Bank Stadium oh. in the mesh That shirt was one on. of my favorite. That Concerts. was a really fun. That's in our top 10. Because we were close. It was low key. There wasn't a lot of, it, it just it was, all worked out. Yeah, it was outside. And there seats. were 45,000 people or yeah. 50,000 people. Yes, but we had amazing seats. fun night. Yeah. Anyway, happy birthday, Mick. Happy and birthday. Yeah, so that's the fantasy age range. You, you think know? being a rocker keeps you young? Because yes. you think of other 79-year-olds, I don't think of them up on stage performing. Well, Mick is a, you know, he's a beast unto him own self. But mm-hmm. I think there's something about, I mean, I was looking at, you know, Bruce Springsteen. He looks damn good. He's right. reinventing 72. And, right. You know, maybe when you love what you do and it doesn't feel like work and then you... I mean, Paul McCartney, you know, you get this love from the audience and it must be like live a, performing. It, it's like a, a fountain of youth. It, it's got to be something because I oh, think yeah. of uh, comparing a 79 year old who's a rock star versus a 79 year old who's 
our parents. Yeah. I mean, a different lifestyle. Listen, I just talked to my dad, and despite his uh, damn bladder cancer and everything and selling his motorcycle, he's buying a new motorcycle, and he's going to Sturgis. Lori, he is. I, I mean, is so, he buying a trike or a smaller bike? No, oh, my dad, bike. never, 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 never. Okay, he is because you were worried about this, so he is. He he found a heritage soft tail or something. I can't remember what Harley, but it's lighter and lower to the ground than uh, the, his uh, other bike. So, yeah, I mean, so I don't know. You There's know, something? I think if you just have maybe maybe it's having a zest for life, right? And the way that you have a zest for life is that. You like what, you like what you're doing, and my dad is uh, responding well to his treatment. And, right to hear, I know, know it. Isn't that something and really good? He likes to do that, but you know, your health is the one thing that money can't buy. Mm-hmm. So yep. all these rockers, you know, maybe they stay because all of them smoked like rock stars back in the day. You don't and see any pictures of them, and they party. in the sixties, seventies, or eighties without cigarettes. And the party, and, party. Yeah, and I feel like then they've all been sober. Is Mick Jagger sober? I, you know, I think he drinks wine. Well, he had a think, beer. Remember yeah, at that he bar drinks, when he, he that was where the whole photo thing started. That's right, the, Grant. Yeah. He 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 didn't have the thing like Keith Richards did. No, I mean, he's the- he's a, a miracle. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he is. You look at some of these young pictures of Mick Jagger and Hello Harry Styles. They're doppelgangers. Oh, yes, by, they are separated by. 50 years. Because <laughs> I think Harry's 27. Is yes. that right? Is that in my yeah. math? Harry, right? I believe so. You're so right. 40 years, 40 I... some years. Yeah, 40, 79 to 27. That's too hard a math for me right now. Well, 28. Was... Harry, Harry's 28, actually. Harry's so. 28. Yeah, Mick he's... is uh, 79. So 40. Go. Yeah, but they look so much alike. Anyway, Mick, and I think Helen Mirren is 77 She's today. And one. she is another one. Yes. Who is redefining. Um, uh, you know, being an older young person. And you think Stevie <laughs> Nicks, you just, it really is with some of these people, and I don't you know, know. You don't have to limit yourself. You don't. Uh, you know, at anything. But anyway, he did post a picture of him, beautiful picture. Thank you, Vienna. Thank you, Bruges. Uh, have you been? Thank, thank you've you. been to I, Vienna, haven't you? Uh, I actually have never been to Vienna. I see, I'd like to go there. Yeah, I would too. For the pastries, yeah. for the churches. I've been to Innsbruck, the, but never. Yeah. Oh, just you know. anyway, I'll look on the Rolling okay. Stones schedule and just see if Where our paths gonna, are crossing. Because that Paris. would be, that be epic. Because Ben and Jen are in Paris right now, so you're going to miss them. No, but uh, our friend Tony, yes, from France, yes, she's in Paris this afternoon. And she's and she's going to keep a lookout, and she said Ben is not <laughs> dressing right, wearing suit coats. That is not the vibe of a hot summer Paris men. What are so they? That's look, why he looks wear? so. Well, you just wear a nice, you know, a shirt. And some nice. You don't slacks. need to wear a blazer. Yeah, why is he doing that? Well, this is why is he looks he so crumpled and rumpled. I, I think Batman? that's. <laughs> I think. I think that's where he carries the cigarettes. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Okay, Jen won't carry them. She wants nope. him to quit. Yep. So he carries them that way. I love that. That's a really good theory. Yeah. I think it's a perfect one. Actually. Yeah, because it looks so unsightly in your pants pocket, but tucked away in a jacket pocket. You can, can be discreet. Him. Yeah, Classy. take him out. Yeah, there you go. All right. I'd like to see him in a fanny pack. <laughs> We've got low J fanny packs available for him. Do we still have those? Oh. I saw. Where did we, I just ran into someone up north who had a low J fanny Jay. pack. On. Oh. I'm like, I yeah. love that damn fanny pack because it's big. It's really cute. Yeah. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of, and we'll just say this. 
Uh-oh, the men have too much power. We'll be right back. Thank you, Grant, for giving us a little Beyonce. We are just, uh, you know, three and a half days away from the uh, album dropping. And by the way, the Rolling Stones are playing if you'd like to just... Plane. They're so easy to get on right now? That's right. July 29, 30, 31 in oh. Paris next week. So they've got a three-night, I'm sure, sold-out stand. Wow. Why did we play Put a Ring on It? Because we both watched The Bachelorette last night, <sighs> and one unforeseen consequence of this uh, season having two Bachelorettes, which at first... Was kind of a good idea. We thought this it might be the third week. We yep. thought it would be fun. Then last week, we were like, woo. And because it felt like there was some humilia- humiliation. And then last night's episode, basically having two bachelorettes mean the contestants have a choice. Right. Which in the case of the bachelorette means that uh, the men have control. 100%. And it was brutal. Brutal. The rose session was oh brutal. Gosh. It was brutal. It really. So what happened, Grant, and I, I know you don't, the two contestants are Rachel and Gabby. And, yep. um, so they are each, they decided after a series of things last night to talk to the old rock face, Jesse Palmer, who has no personality. personality. He's <laughs> terrible. I miss Chris I, Harrison. I'm sorry. Yes. I miss Tasha and the yeah. other girl. Yeah. yeah. Caitlin. Caitlin. But uh, Chris at least had some camaraderie with the people who would talk to them. I mean, Jesse Palmer walks in with those big arms and just goes, well. Well, because he just has a, he's got such a weird job this year. I don't know how Chris Harrison would have handled the yeah. two bachelorettes. He's taking away roses like whack-a-mole. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. So the women decided they both want their own roses and they're going to get their own, go um, pursue their own men in the rose ceremony. They decide this together. Yes, okay, okay. the women do. And so then it comes time for the rose ceremony. And so Gabby gives the rose and then Rachel tries to give a rose and the guy who comes up to get the rose says, I'm sorry, but I have feelings for Gabby. No. Yeah, I'm not so, taking your rose. Then not- Jesse comes in and takes away that rose. So nobody will get that rose. And then the guy goes back into the stand. There's not enough guys, nope. first of all, in this show right now. This So then he does it again, and then he takes away the rose again. Same gal, Rachel. Yeah, oh. she gets double rejected double. on TV on in TV. front of everybody. And then it happens again. Oh. He lost three rose opportunities because the people said, we like Gabby better. No. But right before all this went down, the night before, people rejected Gabby. Right. It's a... Well, that's it, not good for the producers. Because, and back to what Lori said, the men are, have the power in this it, one. It gave and them it, rights, and that's not how the Bachelor Bachelorette works. Right. You're the contestant. The Bachelor Bachelorette should have all. You the are things. the captain. You are the ca- you are the catch and the captain. That's, that's right. right. And and I, I mean, I, and and I'm t- and I'm telling you. None of these guys are sticking out. I mean, to me, they did not get a good group of bachelors. But there's only that's like, uh, there's like. 21 guys. I mean, I don't see They're how this They're down place... to 17 guys. Yeah, and it, to me, there were a lot of fugly men making these two ladies feel rejected, like fours telling... Like Meatball is a four. This guy, is a me- his name is Meatball. Meatball. And, and he does Meatball he tells Express. The, the one guy, you, look, you, you seem like a four to me. And I'm like, oh, dude. Oh, he said that? Oh, you can't. They were more interested in playing touch bo- football. Than when... The guys were having more fun with the guys than they were with the women. Oh, yeah. This but started out so it's fun. so embarrassing in public that, it, but I don't know the fans. If the Bachelor producers are just looking for like social media, but the fan response was 
They didn't like it. And what's so? What's they so, didn't like. They felt like it was. It feels too humiliating. It's so humiliating to be rejected like that. And on it TV. seems like already don't guy. I mean, for the longest of time, men have had all their power and stuff. Can't we just have on a season of The Bachelorette that the Cinderella is in charge or the Cinderfella? If that's it, what what is with this? Uh, no, I'm not going to take a rose from you. Well, of course, these girls are now sister friends so yep. you're not going to give a rose to the she didn't give a rose to any no. of those guys but then there were might have been three guys because gabby got punished and got her roses taken away that's see that's rachel. weird or it rachel was really weird so she has like three less guys i hated that i i, I thought that was mean uh it is but mean. yet we watched it so here well, now let's go back it. to the bottom line okay last week we hated and refused to ever watch it again right that's true. we talked about it in the office cubes yesterday who's mm-hmm. watching it People from chaos were over here. They're, the woman said she's never watching it. She can't stand it. She tried it for 10 minutes. Right. And yet last night, what do we both do? Well, because I was reading now, a book I, at the same time. Okay, but in I, my think, defense. <laughs> I also think, Julia, that we watched, and I, I watched it this morning. I think we watched it because we'd not ever shocked. seen anything yeah. like it before. So it was just kind of like, but I'm like, okay, I don't know. I Yes, I know I'm going back next week because they're same. going to Paris. Oh, duh. You need so some, yeah. You can go to Paris vicariously with a bunch of men whose names you won't know. Ever. And the one gal uh, who got all the rejection last night. Rachel. Rachel. The pilot. Yeah, the guy, one guy told her, you're too rough around the edges yeah. for me. Yep. What the hell does that mean? I can't, that's just, what are they thinking allowing these guys to say this? Well, it's pretty rude. It's rude. It's yeah, beyond rude. Yeah, and the rude. guy it's defended even... himself in page six. Mm-hmm. His, not, his name was, Grant, his name is... Um, well, it makes you just feel like people go on this show to try to get the social media. Fame. That's yeah, it. And than... that's it. And they're really not there for the quote-unquote the journey or meeting anybody. The process. The yeah. process. And we've talked about this, like other shows like Big Brother and all these other shows, they've had more successful relationships, marriages, and babies because yeah. they're not forcing it. Yeah. Even at like Mar- Love at First Sight is that like they just had a yeah. baby or yeah. something. Here's I one mean, person last night who why is this rose ceremony giving me um Grade s- middle school PTSD when it came to picking dodgeball teams. Oh, that's <laughs> kind of how you felt when you were describing yeah, it. Yeah, this rose ceremony is exactly like sorority bid day. Wow. Um, they're, uh, they're already setting Rachel up to be the less desirable bachelorette, and this is why two bachelorettes isn't fair. Can we agree to never do this again? It's so unfair to both women. And, and It and- only took three episodes to realize that two bachelorettes were a terrible idea. But again, the producers working harder than Satan are sending everybody (laughs) on the fourth episode to Paris, which will tune in eyeballs Mm -hmm. because people are like, well, I'll go to Paris with the Bachelorette. Or you could turn on the travel channel. Yeah, but not, you (laughs) know, we're going to go. You're going to kind of see what will be the things that they do. You you know what I mean? There is an interest in that. So Mm -hmm. they're... I, I don't know. I just hate that these women are... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
are exposing their deepest insecurities and then worry it will make the guy go to the other women that they I don't know. It's just uncomfortable. It's like watching um it you is. know, a car crash. Drive Train slowing right down. Yeah, it kind is of uncomfortable. A little bit. It, it makes me feel uh but the the bachelors are are a messy little group of guys. They are a messy experiment happening. I mean, it's not really going much worse than any other one at this point in time, but uh, it's just, I don't know, the foundational structure has been shaken by the men having control and and, and saying yes or no. But then after, then for a guy to reject one of these women, because they're besties now, because they've known each other for over a year. Sister friends. Yep, sister friends. (laughs) They're besties. And so you reject my bestie, and you think I'm going to give you a rose? Yes, yeah. just stupid. and then in comes Jesse Palmer, looking like you said a brick in a suit, and yeah. just <laughs> taking away a rose like a whack a mole. Yeah, it was- and then what are they going to do? They say that there's going to be like five hometown dates. How? There's I, no one left. I, I mean, Gabby, the one gal has like and she- nineteen. People and the other one has. Oh like, no, I don't think it's that much. That many? No, is I don't think that's, no, I think it's eight and nine. They're close. They're okay, n- well, is it- it's got to be less. It's got to be three three guy yeah, difference. Let me see. Three guy difference because because uh, okay, it says right here. Um, Rachel has eight, mm-hmm. and the other one has nine. Oh, okay. Left on her journey to find love. Oh dear. And Rebecca's that's have- not enough guys for only the fourth weekend. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're gonna have to come up with some. Twist or some kind of new, maybe they could take. I don't know. Yeah, that's. Well, you I'm, guys were really excited about this after that first episode about the uniqueness were, about it because we thought we thought there I should thought have these, been a rule. The guy should have. There should have been a rule. I think those two women figured out to outsmart the producers of The Bachelor and have a successful reality show, and they weren't about to have it. And we watched that show about The Bachelor, the oh. drama show. They deliberately. Had, Stir the pot. They stir in the pot in this. And they, did. they didn't want those two to be successful mm-hmm. at being two. That's my theory. I like it. Yeah, do you like it, Grant? Yeah, I do. All I right. mean, you guys are really pumped about this and oh, it doesn't just, seem to be going it affected in the right us direction. and obviously Simply. we talked about it and I bet we tune in next week because we're going to Paris. We're going to Paris. Going to Paris. Right. Well, now we're going to go look Where's at the trip. Mick Jagger. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Welcome back to the program, everybody, on this cloudy Tuesday day. I don't know what's happening. kind of weird weather. It got I, cold. I went out. I told Casey, I said, you got to water the hell out of our two trees that we love and cherish. Did he? Yeah, he did. And then he said to me, it's raining now. And I'm like, well, <laughs> the neighbor said we're back to drought conditions. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, so, yep. all you got to do is look at the lawns. You just look at everybody. Everybody oh, who yeah. doesn't have a sprinkler system, you can see it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Casey's like, God, geez, I haven't mowed in like four weeks. And he is a man who likes to mow. Don't. Let it grow. No, but I mean, he yeah. enjoys yeah, mowing. Me too. And, People really have, have had their mowing style cramped again this year. Have you ever in your life mowed a lawn? Julia, yes. My I my I used to have my pleasure. push a push mower. Yeah. Remember that when we lived in Woodland and I just hated it. Now they've got electric push mowers, you guys. Do they? They, they are do. amazing. They're quiet. They work for a whole lawn. There's they, you know, if you don't want it, they're amazing. Yep. It's a great investment. An electric push mower, very mm-hmm. light, very quiet. And they're they I, I have a neighbor job. who loves to mow, and that's that's, that's what, what she what my has. neighbors all use. Yeah, too. it's like vacuuming your grass. 
Pretty much, you get, a, you get a great effect. Yeah, it's all about the lines. Um, <laughs> this grant, especially as a former golf course, oh. and I can't even imagine. You should see my house compared to my neighbors. You just drive up, and I literally I mow my lawn like twice to three times just to make those yeah. little those little lines. <laughs> I'm a, my dad. I'm such a loser. Mm-hmm. Right. No, listen, <laughs> if you've got lush it's lawn, it's what you like. It's what it. you like. Yep. Okay, okay. So in the world of TV, uh, Casey and I took your advice, Julia, and we watched one. I had to, of course, promise the sexual favor in order to get Casey to watch this episode of, of uh, the last movie stars, the HBO Max docu-series. I'm Paul Newman and Joanne, Joanne Woodward. Woodward. And I said, Casey, you're going to love it. And I'm so glad I was watching it with him because he is Rain Man when it comes to these old movies from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I bet he that was I don't filled know. in so much. He did, because yes. I, some of these movies I'd never heard of, I didn't know about, and so he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, and this, especially with Mar- the Marlon Brando, Brando piece, the Paul Newman, but he found the first episode just to be a little dry I for him, yeah. And he's hoping for more. Mm-hmm. He, we both were kind of in awe about Joanne Woodward. Amazing. Amazing. And that she's going to get her flowers, albeit, you know, she's got dementia. And like yes. the last 15 years, yeah. I think, have been lost to her. But we're seeing it warts and all because we're finding out about Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward had a tour affair for five years while he was married with three kids. Yep. You know. An open secret. Yep, an open secret, right. yep. and um, which is wild if you think of the timing. Yeah, for Joanne Woodward's fan. I mean, you—it's wild to be. Th- and that and they, they were so open, and that they have all these people on record with the tapes that Paul Newman burned, but yet his writing partner had transcribed. Right, and I think Ethan Hawke is. I I can see how this is going to be great. I love, but him. I'm not going to binge it. No, it's not bingeable at all because it's a lot to absorb. It is. And it's dry. But it yet it's such good history. Yeah, it's very good. Like Holly sent me a note. She said, I hope you and Julia are watching the last yeah. movie stars. She said you're gonna learn about their bleep hut. Yeah. Which we haven't learned about yet, okay. I don't think. Um but anyway, I the only thing that I made a note to myself last night was I sent myself a note. Like Paul Newman. I also have been on the game show, I Have a Secret. Okay, that, okay. <laughs> okay, that is hysterical. Listen, it's our little things. <laughs> Paul Newman kicked around for a number of years. Before. He didn't get cast. Yeah, Joanne Woodward, I mean, when they moved to California, he had his movie contract, but he was in plays and he was in game shows and he did commercials and auditions. And like you said, the only reason he got a break was James Dean died in, in a, a car, movie, car right. accident, because James Dean always got the role and Paul Newman didn't. Right. But he, I saw, they showed him a clip of an I've Got a Secret, and I was just like, holy hell. That's <laughs> something so, common with Paul Newman. And isn't it kind of funny how they all moved to L.A. and just lived together and knew they Gore, were going to make it? And Gore Vidal. Gore Vidal. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's, he's a character and a half, mm-hmm. and that they were best friends for like 50 years, and it would have been, you know, he was an out, man and called the commie and that Jane and Paul, they didn't give a, well, obviously they didn't care about what society said. They had this tour affair. Right. So they would have been friends with, you know, whoever they wanted to be friends right. with. They were, it's a, it's good. I think it is too. And I love, I, I just kind of the beginning of it, how Ethan Hawke pulled everyone up on camera. It's, it's a who's who of who's who's. 
Oh, as part yeah. of it? Yeah, because everybody's fascinated at the idea of uh, these two people who were in the same system studio thing as Catherine Hepburn and all these amazing directors and then, you know, have this scandalous beginning, the affair, then they become legitimate movie stars and they give away a half a million dollars right, right. or $500 million right. in counting. And and he was a, a very competitive race. They, it's a... Who else has a story like this? No one. Nobody. So mm-hmm. it it is, it is for you know if you like your Hollywood stuff, it's definitely yeah I love good. It. And and uh, I also think um, we have our first full trailer for A League of Their Own, and I know that was not like your favorite movie, but I I could watch that movie. So many people times. could. Me too. Any day, any Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, you can throw that on and I can listen to Tom Hanks and Rosie O'Donnell, that whole crew of people. Gina Davis, Davis. it's so good. And I think, too, the sentimental thing uh, is that I uh, bowled with a woman years ago and, um, you know, her, her... mom played in one of those leagues oh yeah and she told me about how when she was a basketball player too in the 40s like she when she was in you know junior high the girls you could only run to half court right Uh, anyway i just there's something so like fascinating about these all women teams you know uh that so it's going to be on amazon and amazon they spend money on their series and it really looks good and Rosie O'Donnell somehow is going to have an appearance and it's a whole new set of characters she, but it's the Rockford Peaches yeah and she's going to be a bar owner yeah yes. and so she'll be the because like, you know how they all go out and party and they get away because they're not supposed to so I'm sure she'll be the rebellious like hey come have fun that's just right. my thought and a couple of the gals that are in their high 80s are still around and are looking forward to the premiere and oh, fun. yeah just it kind of it kind of looks good because you know men were fighting in World War II Two and the women were like, okay, now you're you're going to play baseball, and we're still going to have this. And it's also cool too because they didn't really do this in the movie, but they're going to have a racial aspect in it. Yeah, yes. you know, with with the, with the main character not being allowed to potentially play, and then right. eventually maybe being able to play. We never saw that in the movie. Nick Offerman is the is the coach. Yes, yes, Nick Offerman. That'll be good. I mean, I hope he's as witty and as kind of funny. That's Megan Mullally's husband. Yes. Yeah, so I think, you know, that's good. And we know some of the other people when we see them from other shows. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, Nick Offerman would be the, um, you know, the marquee name. Okay, so here's another thing that's happening. This is on tonight. When does the League of Own hit? It's uh, August 12th. Mm -hmm. Oh, so we have time. Yes, we have time. But the trailer's posted if you want to see if you're interested. Okay, so tonight, Shania Twain's documentary, Not Just a Girl, drops. Today, Josh Crowley directed Mm -hmm. it. He did Elvis Costello's doc. He did Daryl Holland John Oates' doc. He did Jeff Beck. somebody good. And so he, um, what the reviewers are saying, it it follows a line of this young girl growing up in Canada. Her parents die when she's young. She's from this huge family. She moves to Nashville. She f- loved Dolly Parton was her hero, mm-hmm. you know, going from nothing to, mm-hmm. oh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then she hears this producer, you know, Mutt. Muttling. Muttling wants to work with you. And then that when those two got together, it was magic. But it follows just their story. And then it follows what happened to her. She got Lyme's disease. It affected her voice. Then she finds out her husband's having an affair with her dear friend. Mm-hmm. And well, her life crashes. In Switzerland, yep. way, way far away yep. from everybody. Is so that where she got limes, I wonder? I don't know where yeah. she got it. Because she, I think it would, who knows? Who but knows? she was yeah. performing. She said she had vertigo and didn't have it. I mean, that used to be such a scary thing. So anyway, I they say basically 
it stays, it doesn't give you too much information. I kind of felt that way about the Paul Newman doc. Yeah. It's so overwhelming how that much, first, it, and it clips along so fast. Yeah. So they said this is a little bit more easier to follow. Her her album, not just... But, a, but, but, but come on, but Paul it's a different, Newman and Shania Twain, you're not comparing Of course, it's a different, it's completely yeah. different. But, um... I think it could be kind of fun. You watch it because I watched her reality show, and I'm not. I'm not doing the documentary. And, it, and they have, you know, they're interviewing other people that yeah. worked with her and things like that. You watch it. All right, it's on Netflix you can tonight. Report back if you think. It Are was you going to watch it, Grant? No, 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 hell no, no. Listen to me, no. no. He's got to watch Animal Kingdom and Better Call Saul, That's so we can right. talk about those two shows. Carol Burnett showed up last night in. Um, the fourth to the last uh, episode of Better Call Saul. Oh. And fantastic. Do you have to, can you watch Better Call Saul without watching, finishing Breaking Bad? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. it's, it's supposed pre- to be a prequel, right? Yeah, it's yeah. how he okay. became Saul I mean, Goodman. You know, if you, you saw a good man, I know. God, remember we, when that came to light? Right, when that like, came to light, I was like, oh my gosh. Right? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And it would take us too long to explain. And we're running out of time, so we'll just leave it there. there because you go. We've got to get to some uh, Hollywood news. I, I We've got, um, Julia, I don't. Well, we've got exciting and disturbing Hollywood (laughs) news, okay? (laughs) Julia, we have to send big congratulations to one of our favorite ABC News correspondent, James Longman, who got married over the weekend. He officially married his partner, Alex Brannon, and they they tied the knot at the old Marylebone Town Hall in London on Sunday. After being engaged for two years, they've he's been together. Lovely. I love I love James Longman. He's he's the English journalist and yes. foreign correspondent. He's he's Aww. so darling. I just, he's one of my favorites. Oh, I love it. Anyway, so the, mm, congratulations to those two. Now for my are we going to talk news. about my Hollywood news? Yes. All right. So the Venice Film Festival, which always happens in the middle of the state fair, right when we needed it, it happens on the Wednesday of the fair after we've been there for like five days, and we've still got five days to go. So it's midpoint. So right. it always gives us something to talk about. And right? something to post, Grant, yep. you know, for Grant. And yep. you know, there's always, I mean, what a beautiful place to work. We've seen so many amazing, I always will associate the Venice Film Festival with the fair because oh. every year they coincide, right. and it does give us gossip. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. And so this year... um, for the first time, a Netflix movie is opening the festival, you guys. It is, um, it's called um, White Noise, and it has Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig, yes, and it's Noah Baumbach, who directed that depressing movie, A Marriage, Marriage Story. I hated that. <laughs> hated that movie with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. But it is the opening film okay. of the Venice. It's the first time they've had a streamer open the Venice okay. Film Festival. Um, it seems to be, okay, the film, it dramatizes the contemporary American family's attempts to deal with the mundane conflicts of everyday life while grappling with the universal mysteries of love, death, and the possibility of unhappiness in an uncertain world. Okay, that sounds horrible. Okay, so okay. thank you. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, so that's hello, what that's it's a about. Movie about life. Life. Uh-huh. That's I, go, okay. I go to escape. Yeah. Then the other big movie that people are talking about is that um, Amazon has a movie, a Timothy Chalamet 
cam- a cannibal movie. Okay, horrible. Okay, that okay. is... Um, Timothy is... Did you ever see the, the movie, you no. know, Call Me By Your Name? No. Okay, so it's the same director. But is, wasn't that with Army Hammer? Yes. Hammer? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is called Bones and All, and Ooh. it is based on a book called Bones and All about a little girl who's a cannibal. And from an early age, and her mom knows it. This is the story. Okay, this is the movie. <laughs> this is the movie. Okay, and um, it, yeah, it's it, the main character begins the novel with this observation about the early days when she chewed on her babysitter. Oh. So this is a movie that's happening there. And um, Roger Friedman is absolutely appalled because he was mad at an earlier festival when Sebastian Stan played a handsome doctor in a movie called French where he kidnapped women and gnawed them. This is... Yeah. So this is a new thing in Hollywood, just so you know. Just go dark and go darker. We can go even darker. Yes, but Bill Polad has a movie that's going to be at the Venice Film Festival. It's an indie biopic called... Dreaming Wild about real life musicians, um, Joe Emerson and somebody else. I cut off the story, <laughs> and the tumult, the tumult that followed the success of their self recorded pop funk album. Casey Affleck, Zoe Deschanel, and our guy we love from Justified, Walton Goggins. Oh, love it! And so that's getting a premiere. Dreaming Wild. It's a true life uh, music story about this group. Yeah. So that at least sounded good. And, you know, there's a bunch. There's like 30 different movies. But, I mean, I guess the Bo big... Bridges is in that. Ooh, a Bo. lot of yeah. people... Love Bo. Uh, um, love Bo. Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson will be there because they're reunited. And if you ever see that, have seen that movie in Bruges, that's a great movie. Yes. They're reuniting for... Um, the guy who did three billboards outside Emmy Ebbing's his film called The Banshees of Inisherin. I don't know. And Tilda Swinton has a movie there, and I think Kate Blanchett is one of the festival. Of course, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles will be there. Okay, so, so we're gonna have some people to look at. We're gonna have some and people some, and some things to talk about. And I'm just yeah. giving you the heads up Thank on you. all of that. August thirty first. And, and Netflix now. You, did you guys finish Gray Man? Yes, the Gray Man and. I really liked it. I thought it was a fun movie. The, the I have two criticisms. Okay, of it. one, Regé Jean Page, for he really wasn't that involved. Oh, I mean, he's, he's they're a, sending him out to do interviews. He's a main. He's a main guy, yeah, but, but there's other people below him that do his dirty work. Yeah. so he kind of doesn't have to do too much. I just didn't think he was very believable as a bad guy. I just couldn't find that. He um, wasn't deliciously devious as mm, promised. I mean, what he was doing was. Very devious. It's just I didn't. And then the other thing that I there was a lot of action, but at times they tried to brighten it up with some, you know, like fireworks and and color and things that I thought were a little extra. You can let the fighting be the fighting itself. But Mm -hmm. other than that, the acting was fantastic. Ryan Gosling does this perfect mix of serious and funny. 
and he builds a great... So he's very believable? Very believable. Did it surprise you this morning when you read that Netflix has given the go-ahead to a sequel? No, that does not surprise me, and it makes me happy. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris Evans was fantastic in it, and he was, you know, like the rapport that they talked about that we heard them talking about when they would get scenes together where they'd be fighting and they'd have a little little banter. Mm -hmm. Really good. Really Really good. good. The two of them are great And there's a spin-off movie. They've already... It's like a gray man universe. It's official. Yeah, there's a two movies. Because there's... Like 10 books mm-hmm. in wow. the series. But Grant, you did Lily watch or just you? Uh, she watched it with me. She liked it. She, she, likes, okay. she likes that stuff. Because I yeah. was liking it, and then I fell asleep. Well, yeah. this is what Roger Friedman said. I'm sure everyone tunes in for at least 20 minutes or so, but try and make it to the first hour. That's the commitment with the gray man. It is. It, they set you up really well for that first 20 minutes with a good couple scenes. Then it slows down, so, yeah. but it really picks up at the end there. And like I said, there's this really cool, I told you earlier, but there's a relationship that Six is his name. That's Ryan Gosling's character. Who's getting the spinoff? Six. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Ryan Gosling will definitely be a part of the next one. Well, he's the the gray man. Oh, the spinoff. Who's going to get the spinoff? That's going to happen. Oh, he has a partner. Okay. There's a female partner. Yeah. Yes. I think it might be her. She could be getting her own. They're doubling down because the audience loves it and the critics hate it. She's so lovely on screen. Yes, yeah, she is. And Blonde, I think, is going to be at the Venice Film Festival. It is. The NC Double Seventeen Marilyn oh, yeah. Monroe. It is going to be there. Yeah. yeah. So well, it's right, a so good one. In other Hollywood news, news, Brad Pitt just made a small purchase. What he did. See, he's trying to get some okay. news out there because he the lawsuit what? can go ahead and happen. <laughs> he had to get give release my real estate so, deal. So I'm going to buy a home for forty million dollars to make the people look the other way. I don't think he cares, Lori. Right, but I, he cares about the lawsuit. But I think yeah. he wanted to buy this anyway. Yeah. So he bought the most expensive house ever sold in Carmel. And it is this. And he was bickering about the Miravel money. This looks so bad. This mm-hmm. looks whatever. It's oh, a D.L. James dear. house. It dates back to 1918. And it is. Jennifer in, Aniston wants to know if there's a comfortable couch to sit on. No, remember, remember that? She said oh, that, she said that. That anywhere he lived, good luck trying to find a place to sit Because he was his aesthetic. Like he was like Kanye. Kanye. Kanye oh. esque with his interior design. Mm-mm. It all has to just look right, but you can't sit in it and be comfortable. Right. No. So is this a modern? I don't think so. It's, no. a, it's a classic old one. Well, his, classic. Um, okay. The property no, wasn't listed for sale. Mm. It was sold off market. Sea mm-hmm. Rock was a limited liability company attached to the late Chicago financier Joe Ritchie and his wife Sharon. They owned it since 1999. Ritchie wow. passed away earlier this year. And they probably paid a million for it. Right. It was designed in the earliest by an early 20th century arch- architect. You know, he's so interested in sculpture yeah, and architecture, yeah, yeah. but it's on a Cliff Rock thing, you know. And Car- be Carmel. Able to have a lot of privacy up there. Yes, and Cliff- mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood can come over and say hi. Too bad Sonny Bono doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> no, he Maybe. lived in Palm Springs. I, no, I know what I always thought of him in Carmel. <laughs> no, Doris Day is Doris Car- Day. Have Carmel. you ever been to Carmel, Grant? Mm-hmm. Pebble yeah, Beach? So yeah. Oh, yeah, Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah, that's Absolutely. seven mile drive. Yeah. I've driven all up and down the whole coast yeah. of California yeah. I lived out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's beautiful. No, um, it's, it's a long jaunt from L.A., though. Oh, it is. It's Casey a plane and ride. I did that as a trip, and we were like, okay, why didn't we fly, fly to San Francisco and, and drive then come down? down. Yeah. Because we did it the other way. That's the best Drove way to do it. up and then back. No. So we did get to see it both ways, right. but I would have. But I you went just, to the big mansion, the Hearst Mansion. Hearst and Simeon. 
Yeah, yeah San Simeon. That was that Half was, Moon Bay. No, yeah. San Luis Obispo. Oh, yeah. Is, yes. Oh, beautiful town. The, beautiful town. The cliffs. The cliffs. cliffs uh, you know, well, Santa Barbara area. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Very pretty. Beautiful. But you want Before to be it catches fire and goes into the ocean. Yeah, you do not want to have a sleepy driver. <laughs> Oh, oh Lori, that's Lori's caveat yeah. for long drives. Make sure your partner stays awake when they're driving. <laughs> right. Good, good to know. It's We're going to take a break. We'll be right back.